Welcome in non-Texas football. This is a new show, Talking Football, with Rod Babers and myself. This will be a weekly show uh, where we're going to talk maybe about some prospects. We're going to get Rod involved on the evaluation side with on Texas football <laughs> and inside Texas here. We want to hear Rod's thoughts. We hear my thoughts all the time on these prospects, but I want to get Rod's thoughts. That's one of the things we're going to start doing here at On Texas Football is uh, Rod's got a great football mind, and now we're going to take it from just talking about college in the NFL. We're going to talk, get into recruiting and let Rod tell every all Texas fans what he thinks of top Texas commitments and targets at different positions. This first show, we're going right to the wheelhouse, Rod. We're going DBs right out of the okay. gate. Okay? DBU, let's go. <laughs> uh, so, Rod, we're going to watch. We're going to break this down. We're going to watch the corners first. We're going to watch cornerback commitment, Santana Wilson. And then we're going to talk about Kobe Black, the five stars, one of the top targets left on the board. Uh, then we're going to hit safeties. Uh, Jordan Johnson, Rebel, Texas commitment. Uh, Josh Lair, I call him the human hit stick, uh, who's a target <laughs> for Texas as a star. And then last, we're going to go one more guy. We're going to look at Aaron Hampton as an athlete out of Dangerfield, Texas commitment, because he could end up at wideout. He could end up at safety. Uh, so, guys, that's those are the five guys we're going to talk about today. But, Rod, before we get going, when you turn on the film and you watch a corner, what are you looking for when you start evaluating that position? Uh, yeah, first of all, I, you know, I'm a little biased, so I'm really hard on the corners. I'll just throw Good. it out there. I'm hard on them because I was a corner myself. So I was a technician, so I, I can easily look for the technicians. I can spot them really easily. Uh, and I look for, after that, I'm looking for elite traits. Um, I usually kind of put guys in three different categories. Uh, they're either a ball hawk, they're either a technician, or they're just a general disruptor. Uh, so I kind of put them in different categories and I try to look for elite traits that they have. You know what I mean? If it's whether it be someone who has great instincts, you know, uh, that someone has great closing speed. Uh, you're talking about somebody who can, you know, has great hands, uh, really good, sweet feet. That feet never get crossed the line of scrimmage. Little, little small things uh, that'll show you uh, how advanced somebody is at playing the position. So there, there are little tiny things here and there, but sometimes guys just jump off the screen to you. Right. You don't need to identify all that little stuff. And honestly, <laughs> there's a guy who kind of jumped off the screen to me. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay, that's now that's what we're yeah. here for, Rod. Yeah, man. So we're going to start with Santana Wilson, okay. quarterback commitment for the Texas Longhorns. He committed during the June uh, 16th through 18th official visit weekend. For Texas fans who haven't kept up, his father's Adrian Wilson, uh, longtime safety in the NFL, now an NFL executive. Uh, so Rod Santana Wilson, he's out of Arizona, the Phoenix area, uh, six foot, about 180 pounds, good arm length. I think he's about 76, 77 wingspan. Mm -hmm. When you broke him down on tape, when you started watching Santana Wilson, what did you see? What did you like? Uh, what I liked about his uh, technique, because he wants to play at the line of scrimmage a lot. He moves up and plays bump and run coverage. He's actually really good at his shuffle technique. I think right. that's probably the biggest uh, asset he has right now as a technician is that his shuffle technique is really good, which he looks to stay on the, uh, the upfield shoulder, understands leverage. Uh, you can see him actually trying to reroute the wide receiver. When he tried up to utilize other uh, forms of press, and there are a lot of different ways you can utilize press. You can jam, which is kind of rushing the receiver. You can do an inching technique, which you slowly inch out. The shuffle technique, which I just talked about with him, where he pretty much is shuffling out, trying to stay on the upfield shoulder. Uh, there's also the check step, 
uh, where you try to use a lot of that tension just to uh, make sure you keep your inside leverage. So you're checking that inside leverage, yep. the inside foot with the check step. There are a lot of different uh, tools are at your disposal. Um, and you can tell that he tries to use a lot of them. He used some bell coverage too. So he's a, I think he wants to be a technician, um, but he is a really nice raw athlete. He's explosive. Uh, he got great recovery speed when he actually does get beat at the line of scrimmage. You can tell sometimes he just recovers really, really well. Uh, even in this rep here, when he gets beat, sometimes he'll give up the inside leverage. He still recovers really well in this clip here. There you go. Right? Yeah. That's one of those plays. So he got raw athleticism. I actually think when you clean up his technique, because at times he will lock his hips. Uh, which you know you don't want to lock your hips when he's uh, when he's you know punching that inside hand trying to keep inside leverage or outside whatever hand you punch with you're gonna lock that hip so you want to make sure that you're punching with the right hand so you can open your hips the right way to the receiver or open it you know uh, wherever you want to open your hips toward the sideline wherever it may be so there are sometimes where you know he punches with the wrong hand that happens but he's so athletic he can easily recover uh, I think once he learns uh, proper technique across the board with all these different types of uh, press coverage and kind of the bump and run coverage he wants to play, which is what he wants to do. He's not afraid to do that. I think he'll end up being a guy that can play at the next level. So uh, Rod Babers and I are talking about Santana Wilson, who you see on the screen, committed to Texas out of the uh, Phoenix area. Obviously his father, Adrian Wilson, longtime NFL safety. Uh, he committed to Texas over Washington and Arizona State. He made an official visit to Arizona State the weekend before he went out to Texas and committed to the Longhorns. It was a name that Texas fans were getting familiar with, but I'm not sure even us uh, in the business covering Texas were thinking he was going to commit that quickly. Uh, so uh, once we talked to um, Santana Wilson, we had him on the show, we learned about his father's prior relationship with Terry Joseph and Steve Sarkeesian. So Texas had a real in there. Uh, last question uh, on Santana, Rod, before we move forward uh, to Kobe Black, one of the top uh, corners in the country. Well, how do you think he fits in the Texas scheme? I mean, I, I, that could be a little bit of a loaded question because you haven't really talked to him, met him before, but just watching him, how do you think he fits into the scheme? Yeah, that's interesting because I think Texas is going for more versatility. It seems that way across the board, right? They, even Sark talked about how Malik Muhammad and Terrence Brooks can, can float from boundary corner to, to field corner. I think they want more versatility in the secondary where they can move guys around, especially guys who can play nickel, play field, and play boundary corner. Um, and I think they want coverage safeties too, guys who can cover all the way around. So I think the number one priority is they want coverage guys uh, across the board. And that makes sense because Sark wants to play more man-to-man -man coverage. He's talked about that. He's been open about that. Uh, so I think for him, just a guy who's like, he wants to be a technician. He wants to play more bump and run man coverage. That's what Sark wants to do. And this is a guy that is enthusiastic about learning how to play bump and run coverage. And that's something that he did at a high level in high school. So I, I think they're kind of going back to my day, strangely enough, where <laughs> we played a lot of bump and run coverage yeah. and Sark wants to, he wants to be able to translate the pressures that they did a really good job at getting last season, top 10 in the country uh, in pressures, I believe right behind Clemson in the pro football focus numbers, but they didn't translate to sacks, right? Only 27 sacks. Uh, they didn't translate to enough takeaways, only 14 takeaways. So I think they're, they're, they're emphasizing ball hawks, guys who can take the football away, and they're emphasizing uh, guys who can play straight up man to man. And I think they want to play bump and run to reroute the wide receivers and force the quarterback to hold on to the ball just a half a second or a second longer. And hopefully the pass rush and the pressure can get home. And this that's why he fits in because they yeah. want to play more bump and run coverage, boundary and field, I believe. All right. This is why we'll have Rod on, right? We started with a guy that has a lot of corner tape. 
Now we're going to go to the Texas top corner target left on the board. This is Kobe Black. Hey. He's a little tougher of an eval because he plays running back receiver corner. Kind of plays all over the place in the small school. But we can tell by Rod's reaction, Rod liked the tape. So hey. Kobe Black for Texas fans, he remains a Texas lean. Pretty heavy Texas lean over A&M. He does have a LSU official visit scheduled the second week in September. If he remains uncommitted, uh, then he's got Alabama as a possibility. Oregon's also on the list. All right, Rod, Kobe Black, got some ball skills. <laughs> we got some instincts. What would you see on tape? Yeah, it's crazy because, and you're right, I mean, the, the film is split. He's doing a lot of different things out there because he's a talented football player. But at corner, I mean, it, it, it seems like a natural cornerback. He just seems like a guy that's really natural. He's smooth playing the cornerback position too. I wrote down a couple of notes uh, about him just, just throwing out there. He, he plays a lot of sh shadow coverage, yep. um, which means you can just shadow defender and you're trying to maintain upfield uh, that upfield shoulder. So you want to control the wide receiver. He's not necessarily trying to bump the wide receiver and jam him every time. He just wants to control him because he's a smooth athlete. Even when he plays off coverage, you can watch him reading the three-step drop. So not even in a rush to, you know, his back pedal to get out of there. He read the three-step drop, then he got a pick six. That's rare for young cornerbacks. Usually young cornerbacks, they have a tough time with that transition from three-step read back to the number one wide receiver or back to your key, what could be number two, depending on if that's the zone coverage you're in. Um, but I watched him do it seamlessly. It just seemed like it was effortless for him. Uh, also, he's patient at the line of scrimmage. Just sits. Just, I mean, that, that's tough for, trust me, I, I, I've been that guy. It's tough. Usually, you know, you get a little jittery, your feet start, you know, you get a wasted movement in there. No wasted movement with him at the line of scrimmage. He's patient. Uh, he, 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 he emphasizes and prioritizes inside leverage. I can't tell you, Jerry, how oftentimes I get upset watching these young corners not try to take away the inside cut and use the sideline as an extra defender. Not with Kobe Black. He's always respecting inside leverage. He respects it and uses the sideline. Once again, let us go up and down the sideline right there. So I, I loved him. He, he jumped off the, the screen to me as a kind of natural cornerback. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. conditions apply. See website for details. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Again, Rod Babers and I talking about uh, Kobe Black here, the uh, five-star corner prospect out of Waco Connolly. Texas has a pretty healthy lead over Texas A&M, LSU, Alabama, and Oregon. What would you say if I said he's 6'1 and a half, 195, 200 pounds right now too, Rod? I mean, he, he hasn't turned like 18 it. yet. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't look, he doesn't look like that. He, he doesn't look that big out there. I mean, honestly, but it, honestly, it makes sense why, why he plays at the line of scrimmage as patient as he does. Because he does have some size and range. You got to get around him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
You got to get around him. He's not a speed. Yeah, Rob, he was 5'8". So <laughs> it was easy hey, to get around Rod, me. Rod ran 4.35, rolled out of bed and ran 4.37, stretched and ran 4.35. Okay? So, just so we know how fast Rod Babers was, quick and fast. All right, Rod, we're going to move on to safeties now. This is a kid I love as a football player. Jordan Johnson Bell, Texas commit. Okay, yeah. when Jalen Catalan came out of high school, he was ranked around 250 in the country. Uh, because what was it? He was 5'9", he was 190 pounds, he didn't test off the charts. But then when you watched Jalen Catalan, you were like, this guy's got instincts for days, and he's around the football, and he has he puts his helmet on the ball, he puts his hands on the ball. He's a playmaker. Yep. Jordan Johnson Rebel is interesting before we get this tape. Because when I was at IMG in the spring before he committed to Texas, the, the head coach, uh, Billy Miller at IMG, said he's one of our best football players. He said because he can play off the ball and play the ball. He can cover a boundary to hash, a hash to boundary. We can he, tell him he's going to move up into the box. And the highly ranked safeties a lot of times don't want to come up and support the run at the high school level with physicality. Yep. He said we don't even have to talk to him about it. And they said then he's one of the leaders of our program. So now let's get to what Rod saw on tape with Jordan Johnson Bell. He's 5'10", 185. He's, he's got that undersized label, but what did you see as a football player? Uh, I would just read for you straight off the notes. I wrote Havoc-Minded. Yes, I like <laughs> it. Havoc-Minded defender with elite closing speed, a heat seeker who's a safety that could play nickel because his instincts are so great. It, there you go. I, I think nickel is the toughest position to play in the Big 12, guys. You got to be able to do everything. You got to be able to blitch. You got to be able to stop, stop the run. You got to be able to play man-to-man on the slot receivers, which is a tough thing to do with a two-way go. Uh, you got to be able to play zone. You got to be able to take on you know uh, offensive linemen in the box, all types of things, right? And I think he actually is a guy that has a – and I think you got to have the, a really well-rounded skill set to do all those things. And I'm not saying he's going to do that here, but he actually could play nickel at Texas. I think his skill set is that well-rounded as a football player. If things happen fast with the closer you are to the football. That's why your nickels need to be really instinctive players like a Jade Barron. Uh, go yeah. back and look at the lineage of nickel at Texas. Those guys are really instinctive. So I just love his – I wrote that down because I love his instincts. That's how good I think his instincts are. And he's a, he's a coverage safety. He, he can actually straight up cover. And yeah. That goes back to what we said about Sark wanting to play more man-to-man. You don't have to actually worry about him being a liability when you line him up in coverage. And that's why I said, yeah, he could end up playing nickel if they needed him to, just like Jalen Catalan could right. play nickel for Texas if they needed Absolutely. him to. Absolutely. Couldn't have pinch. That's Rod Babers on Jordan Johnson, Bell, Texas commitment, four-star, ranked around 200 nationally in the on-three industry rankings, but a guy who's going to outplay his ranking because of all the reasons Rod said he's a great instinctive guy. He's a great leader as well. Now we're going to talk about, all right, time to hide the women and children. We're bringing Joshua Lair's highlight tape up on Huddle. <laughs> the walking hit stick, I call him. Rod, Texas likes him at star. He's going to decide in the next few weeks, Texas, Baylor, Washington. We'll see how much Texas mm-hmm. pushes here down the stretch for Joshua Lair. It's safe to say he's a throwback for me. And he's a 15-yard penalty guy in high school right now because they throw the flag on any contact above the shoulders. <laughs> what did you see from the human hit stick uh, on tape? I, that's crazy you said that because I wrote in my notes, projects as strong safety. And I was going to ask you, I'm like, hold up, what, what, what is the plan these days in the modern uh, football Ooh. area we live in for, <laughs> yeah, for a true strong safety? Yeah. But I, I it, it makes perfect sense because I've always believed we're going toward a more, man, he just – 
I'll tell you my notes. You knocked that ball out of bounds, man. <laughs> I put striker because he, he delivers a blow. He brings his hips with him. Yes. Every time he hits a guy. Uh, but it's interesting. I think in the, we live in a, a football age where I think positionless football is becoming more of an advantage for defenses. Dan Quinn, he majors in positionless football on defense and he has one of the best defense in the NFL. Uh, my man Shano in San Fran, positionless football on offense. Atlanta Falcons just drafted Bijan, positionless football. I think it's the future of football way, way down the line. Yeah. And I, I think this is Texas experimenting with it. Mo Blackwell could have been that kind of guy. You want a hybrid. You can move around the chessboard. And if you get a guy that you know is not afraid to deliver a blow, and potentially like you're talking about here. Uh, and then you also have him who has some coverage skills, won't be a liability. You can put him on a running back or a tight end. This is a guy that can play linebacker uh, in situationally or play linebacker in a very spread-oriented era and really be an asset for you. DeMarvin Overton, remember, that's where he started as a safety that's right. and then end up transitioning linebacker and look where he is now. Well, he's hurt now, but he yeah. was going to make a roster. No stop, no doubt. Hey, so for, for those that haven't watched Josh Lair before, this is 6'1", 188 pounds. He's not a 200-pound kid yet. And let me ask you this about, Rod, about uh, Josh Lair before we move on to Aaron Hampton. Could Texas be looking at him more in the SEC with the move to the SEC with that physicality, so the change in leagues possibly? Could that be a better fit for him with Texas? No, that's interesting because we've talked about this in the football theory a little bit with, with everything going spread and all the zone blocking running schemes, right? Trying to stress and stretch defenses sideline to sideline. The power running game actually has become a great counter for offenses because the defenses right. have evolved to have more DeMarvion overshells and more speedy hybrid defenders that can run sideline to sideline. So now they want to run right at you. Power football, you know, uh, gap football right there. And I, I wonder now if, one of the you know defenses may be wondering, hey, we need to actually have some guys who can handle power football in case they try to counter us with power football. And that's why I think you've had an emphasis on getting more interior defensive linemen. Yeah. Um, because I do think that's part of the, the weakness of a lot of teams and the way they're constructed is, hey, can you handle the spread element of football and the zone blocking running scheme, but also the counter, which is literally the counter and the power and the gap schemes as well. There you go. That's Rod Babers on Joshua Lair. One guy left we're going to talk about today before we close out talking football. Um, Aaron Hampton, Texas commitment, picked Texas over Alabama. Uh, for Texas fans don't remember, he was a one-time Texas commitment, decommitted, committed to Baylor for about a second and a half. I'm not sure he got through a play, decommitted, got back on the market, visited Texas and Bama and committed to Bama. Uh, so he's had a wild ride in the recruiting, uh, in his recruitment. On the field, though, Rod, Dangerfield, small school East Texas football player. Mm -hmm. But we talked about playmakers. To me, this guy's a playmaker deluxe. He could play wide out. He could play safety because of the ball skills. When you watch tape on Aaron Hampton, what were your takeaways? Uh, yeah, actually, it's crazy you mentioned because he, he's one of those great athletes, played a lot of offense as well. But uh, you saw the ball skills translate to defense. The instincts translate to defense. And I said there are stories – I like this uh, all throughout Texas football. I played with a I played with a Nathan Vasher who came in go. as an all state wide receiver and also I think he was an all state DB too. Great returner, and then he was almost a great football player that needed a home. Yeah, and I, Aaron Hampton strikes me as a great football player that needs a home, and his home is going to end up being in a defensive backfield. And Quandre Diggs was like that. Quandre 
Coach was a great football player that really did. Was he a nigger? Is he a corner? Is he a safety? Now he's playing safety in the league. Sorry, that was a corner here. He was like, what, what was he in high school? A quarterback or a yeah. receiver? He played until he cramped up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he played everything until his calves cramped up and they had to carry him off. Exactly. And I think sometimes you have these football players. Yep. They just need a home. And that's Aaron, that's Aaron Hampton to me. He's just a great football player whose home will end up being. Do they project him as a corner or a nickel or safety? Where do they project him? I think they're projecting more as a nickel safety from yeah, what I'm hearing yeah. on defense. Yeah, see, I think he's a, I think defensive back over wide receiver. Just thinking about Sark scheme, the guys they're bringing in at wide out. But we'll see. I mean, he's so good with the ball. He's like great. you said, when he gets to Texas, they're going to have to find him a home. That's the main thing. But you take athletes like this in every class, right, Rod? And, no then, and it's your job to find those guys at home and to develop that position. That's a first-world problem. We'll, we'll deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That has been uh, – there you go, watching a little bit more of Aaron Hampton, Texas commitment. That's been our first edition of Talking Ball with Rod Bates. We're going to have some guests on. Uh, not prospects. We'll have some guests on. We may bring Nathan O'Neill on the top D-line instructors on, maybe a couple of high school coaches on. But what we want to do weekly uh, is get Rod's opinions and thoughts on guys committed to Texas or some Texas targets. That's what we're going to do with this show. Uh, we think Rod is unbelievable at that, and I, I'm so excited to work with him. Rod, thank you very much for joining me on this first episode, and we'll do it again next week. Oh, man, this was fun, man. It flew by, too. This is going to be a blast. All right, guys, thank you uh, for Texas fans for watching, and we'll see you next week on Talking Ball. Welcome. Okay.